And then we have this transit of Ketu at the same time, because Rahu and Ketu are always in a one-seven relationship with each other. They're always opposite each other. They come as a pair and they move in tandem. So as Rahu is going through the Gandanta, the karmic knot, untying the karmic knots, uh, uh, separating illusion from quote-unquote reality or redefining your reality, Ketu is transiting Chitra, the bold, the bright, and the beautiful, which is also the realm of Maya. Chitra has to do with what we all agree upon as reality, like there's a difference between the United States and Canada, that the U.S. dollar actually has value, that piece of paper means the difference between life and death, um, that, you know, that there really is um, uh, such a thing as me and mine. I mean, there's so many ways that we cast illusion and 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 participate in it and believe in it. But Ketu has been transiting Chitra, um, I think I, I wrote it down, since June. Let me just take a quick look. Yeah, since June 27th. Ketu has been transiting the Chitra constellation, making us have to look at our beliefs. What do I believe? What are my views on reality? Those irrational decisions that we, we made without really thinking we're, we're having to go back over and and try to dissect why did i do that why did i make that choice this is this is because ketu is the moksha kataka he is the indicator of liberation and he frees us from what chitra indicates which is maya which is illusion. So it's really interesting the way the nodes are moving through the end of the year. They're really um, on a collective and individual level, really requiring us to let go of outmoded ways of thinking. And this is in service of Lord Saturn in Aquarius, and the the visions and goals of Lord Saturn in Aquarius, which is to move us all forward, move us into the new age, the Aquarian age. And that requires, because Aquarius relates to thought and consciousness and the mind, it requires us to let go of the outdated, the outmoded that which no longer serves us. Um, it, it can be a time of great healing collectively and individually as we, as we um, uh, shed the old concepts that have defined our reality. So this is currently 
being influenced also by Venus, who is retrograde, and Mercury, who is retrograde. So again, when we when we look at retrograde motion, we can't apply the same interpretation to every planet. The planet will exhibit retrograde behavior differently or retrograde qualities differently depending on which area of your being they influence the most. So Venus influences the heart and Mercury influences the mind. So when they go backward, if we're looking at what what aspect of the reality that we've created are we being asked to look over again um that has to do with questions of love and relationship questions of the heart questions of mercury money questions of 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 um of decisions that have been made about the heart you know k2 has to do with this or is symbolized rather by the serpent with a head cut off and what that means is that not everything we do makes sense Sometimes another intelligence takes over, a higher intuitive intelligence takes over, and, and we just have to go with the flow of that. And Mercury turning retrograde is, is turning back on our intuition to guide us, not our logic at this time. Some things just don't make sense, <laughs> especially Venus retrograde, the heart, the emotions, the the um, relationships that we've we've been in. They they don't have to make logical sense. In fact, they don't at all. And so, as we're we're entering a great moment of karmic cleanse. These two players, Venus, Mercury, what they represent is what is being cleansed. The heart and the mind. Cleanse the heart of all regret, of all, you know, self-punishment. And cleanse the mind over um, regret of decisions that should have made been made more logically and more um you know intelligently <laughs> meaning more logically all of that is coming up for review right now so take a moment in your vedic chart to locate the houses and signs that Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde are currently transiting in your chart. So in this hypothetical chart I have on the screen, uh, with uh, uh, Scorpio being the ascendant, Venus is transiting currently the sign of Cancer. That's what this box represents. The sign of Cancer is always going to be the same for everybody. 
but here it's the ninth house and mercury is retrograde in the 10th house so what you know how have those decisions of love and um uh, money or logic or you know those those day-to-day -day decisions how have they impacted your ninth house and tenth house in this case your relationship to your purpose and your relationship to your career you know it may be like I, I I regret that I gave up my education because I'm not able to do the kind of career that I always thought, Mercury, I should have done. Maybe that could be one of the regrets that's coming up in the case of this hypothetical chart. So take a moment to see what does this mean for you? Look at which houses are Mer Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde currently transiting? Which area of life is feeling this um, nostalgia, this looking back? It's such an interesting time of nostalgia. I went back to Santa Barbara, for example, for the first time uh, in 20 three years I haven't been back and I met my PhD advisor and the whole thing was so weird because I had to look back and yet I couldn't locate the past in the present yet somehow this is soul retrieval so look at which houses are asking for soul retrieval, asking you to go back and, and, and take parts of yourself into the future. What's worth saving? And what's worth letting go? Fall Navaratri is just around the corner. To invoke the nine nights of the goddess, by chanting Sanskrit, visit www.drkatiejane.com slash Navaratri.